You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The 2011 NCAA College World Series. Brought to you by Bank of the West from Omaha's TD Ameritrade Park. I cannot hear air. I tell you, I'm having trouble hearing you. College World Series is upon us. No other way to begin it nope. than to remind you that I could not hear air back in 2011. <laughs> it never gets old. It just never gets old. One of the worst broadcasting moments I've ever had. Westwood One, Dugout Reporter, and it's big time, right? I mean, it's yes. national radio. You don't know if it's 10 stations listening or 500 stations listening. Oh, trust me. No uh, who are you talking to? Your boy called the St. Peter's Conference Championship game on Westwood One, and I didn't call the St. Peter's Revolution, but nevertheless, <laughs> I understand. I have I have just got my, my, my feet wet in the Westwood One world. It's a little nerve-wracking. Everybody's it a little is. nervous. Everybody's just a little nervous, oh. and everyone's excited. And so that's yeah, the Pete Rose clip. Almost, I almost got to go back to that one now. But yeah, I um, <laughs> it was a moment that uh, Kevin Kugler, you know, we we come out of break, and I'm supposed to have this update, and I can't hear that. Um, that the, I, I cannot hear air. Cannot I hear think air. is really the best way to say it. You cannot air. hear by air. You mean Kevin Kugler's toss to you. Was just not happening. Well, I could I couldn't hear the coming back from break. Oh, I you were just hearing hear, nothing. I couldn't hear what was going over the air. Oh, yeah, that's, that's not that. good. Now, my guess is during that moment right there, Michael Severe and I were in the press box, and Michael had pulled up Maxim.com's <laughs> top 100 hottest women in the world, and he was going through them one by one. And he was evaluating them to me in the press box. Like, there are people, like, people from major publications covering the. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this girl doesn't get out. She, 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 she's just not my type right here. I don't like this girl. Let's go to 99. Okay, number 99. She maybe got naked in the bucket seats, but that's not my type. 98. Okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did she get naked in the bucket seats? She go to hubacos.com and get naked in the bucket seats. <laughs> oh, so good. It's so true. I remember you telling me that story. Like, really? You're going through Maxim's <laughs> top 100 in the press box? And I'm telling you, it's not like, ah, let's just skip 70 through 60. I mean, Michael, it was just, it was an evaluation of the, um, it was like the NFL combine in the worst way. It was great. It was, it was a great time. But you, while we were doing that, you could not hear air, which was a problem. Sip, what do you think here, Maxim? What do you think? Well, it's hard tell from the press box. It's hard tell from the press box. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, sip. When we need help on number 52, would we think 52 would, would, would 52 can make it with, would make it with you? Would 52, 52 can make it with you? It's <laughs> hard telling in the press box. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, wait, I see next time. <laughs> you have to speak up. What, 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 what about you? What, what about you, Rob Anderson? When number 52 can make it with you? Yeah, yeah, did she get naked in the bucket seats? Just go to hubacows.com and get naked in the bucket seats. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Michael. Hey, this is, we are four minutes into this thing, and we have already just, we are <laughs> unnecessary just shots at Michael Severe. I mean, I was, who, I got, I was there, I was with him looking at this website with him, so I mean, I can't tell, like, I can act like I'm not, I was culpable, right? If you don't got your maxim, you got nothing. If you don't have your health, you've got nothing. Incredible. Oh, stupid. So, CWS is here, and actually, while we're recording this, Stanford is uh, up eight to two in the six. So it looks Wonderful. like they're going to force a game three coming up on Monday. Monday, also game five of the NBA Finals. Oh, your boys all up in the NBA Finals. But real quick, is did you? How's UConn doing? UConn is UConn yeah, they're, coming? They're, to... they're down eight to two in the six. No, they're down eight to two know, in the just six. Just when you think you can count on UConn, they let you down, dog. It's a it's words to live by. Come on, UConn. Speaking of the NBA Finals. Ooh, what you want to talk about? Nothing, really. <laughs> um, I do like that. You know, I used to poo-poo the NBA. Like, oh, we got to talk NBA, yep. NBA, NBA. Yep. Like when we would do the local show. Uh-huh. But then when I have that national show every Sunday morning with Meyer Metcalf, I'm all about the NBA. I'm like, let's talk Steph Curry's legacy. Let's talk, you know, Jason Tatum and how right. he's not playing well. Draymond Green, should he be benched? Like, we're going through this. I'm like, yeah, let's give and take, right? Do you want to give Fun. and take with me? Nah. Ah, come on! You will give and take with Myron, but not me? No. No, because that that I get paid to do. This is for free. That's true. I can't so, argue with that. <laughs> I can't argue but, with it. But I did listen to this. This was Scott Van Pelt after game four had Steph Curry on. Ooh. Tell me if his intro reminds you of anything. Pleased to welcome Stephen Curry back to the program. Kind of you to come out uh, to join us as you have so often, Stephen. As Doris was just talking about, man, you've been down this road before plenty. Uh, the stakes couldn't be higher. The stage couldn't, you know, the lights are bright. <laughs> How satisfying, Steph, is this night and this performance? <laughs> Everyone struggles with it. Everybody. No one knows what to do with it. Nope. Stage is at its at its biggest, and the brights are at its lightest. That's what it's all about. You know what? I I've never felt more vindicated, validated, whatever. If Scott Van Pelt, the arguably the top, I mean he's he's arguably at the top of the game. If he can't say it, well, and I don't feel too bad that I couldn't say it. The stakes couldn't be higher. The stage couldn't. You know, the lights are bright. Uh, hold on, Scott. I'll, I'll take it from here. <laughs> Steph, what stage what, is at its at its biggest and the brights are at its lightest. That's what it's all about. I'll take it from here. Scott, I got it. I, oh, Steph, what he's trying to say is stage is at its at its biggest and the brights are at its lightest. That's what it's all about. You had no subject for agreement? None. You had stage biggest, brights are at its at its lightest. You had nothing right. 
You had nothing but right. But what's, what's great about it is I finish it with, that's what it's all about. As if to be like, <laughs> to hell with you not understanding what I just said. Because you better believe that is what it is all about. That's what it's all about. You know? You'd be great singing the hokey pokey. <laughs> put your right foot in, put your right foot out, put your right foot in, shake it all about. Do the hokey pokey, turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. <laughs> I mean, every time, every time you say stage is at its biggest, I want to follow it with, uh, well, I'll show you. Stage is at its, at its biggest and the brights are at its lightest. That's what it's all about. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> what an amazing, that's amazing. Billy Madison scene, it's got a million and a half views on oh, YouTube. It's so One good. One of the greatest moments well, of all time. I gotta tell you, now we're now almost 10 minutes into this thing, and I, I feel, I appreciate you, uh, Bringing up the Scott Van Pelt thing there—that makes me feel better. Feel a little, I feel a little, little more intelligent now. I got this sent to me. Jordan Pascal, it's a radio guy. Pascal Siakam. Nope. Nope. And he said, "Check this out. This was at a little uh, keynote address for Apple." Ooh. And he told me, "Go to the thirty-one twenty mark." So let's do it, shall we? Deletions, captions, and keywords sync too. Content in the shared library will appear in everyone's memories, featured photos, and in the photos widget. So you can relive your family's adventures that include all the photos. I want to thank my Uncle Joe for teaching me all the sports. I want to thank my Uncle Steve Jobs for allowing me to save all the photos. So you can relive your family's adventures that include all the photos. All the sports. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. All right. Who would have thought? Who would have thought a keynote sp- speech for an Apple event could in a roundabout way reference the dumbest podcast on Apple Podcasts? <laughs> Very true. We're on Apple Podcasts. Very true. Um, <sighs> this was also sent to me on Twitter can't remember who sent it, but it said, God bless Dorothy. It's at a Lincoln City Council meeting oh my gosh. where they approved a zoning amendment on Monday uh, last week that would allow for a scooter's drive-through coffee shop oh my to, be, to be built near 9th and Van Door. Now, I agree with her. Who needs scooters? Because you have the beanery, right? The beanery should 1, be everywhere. 1,000%. Okay. 1,000%. He said, check out what Dorothy has to say. So I did. This was Dorothy, sweet old Dorothy, not Dorothy Lynch. I was going to say. Nope. Dorothy something else from Lincoln, who was very upset that this coffee shop was going in. She obviously was a fan of the beanery. Residents in that area, they're not too happy with the idea. And to have another, we've got a scooters down at 33rd and one up on 14th. What in the Sam Hill do we need another coffee shop, especially in... A neighborhood 
It used to be very nice. <laughs> oh, Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy's not. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. What part of that? Where do you want to start with? Well, the there's a lot there. You know that Chicken Nick show? It used to be very nice. <laughs> I love the. Now I don't know what Sam Hill. I, I, I was going to ask those. Have you ever like I've heard that many times, but you say things and you don't really know. It's Dorothy Zordel. She's a resident opposed to the amendment. Okay. And she goes on this tirade, we'll call it a rant. Yes. With what in the Sam Hill? We've got a scooters down at 33rd and one up on 14th. What in the Sam Hill do we need another coffee shop? Okay. Where do we begin? First of all, I love the what. I love there's a lot of what. And the why? Why? I want to know why, where, when. And what? <laughs> you listen to the what show on 16. What is that? What in the Sam Hill do we need another coffee shop? And are you are you saying are you saying Sam Hill or Sand Hill? <laughs> what in the Sam Hill do we need another coffee shop? Are you saying Sam Hill? I flew into Omaha to go play a golf course not far from there. It's about a drive, about an hour drive out of the airport, a private airport in Omaha. A place called Sand Hills. Sam Hill. Sand Hills. Are you saying Pan or Pam? <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Sorry about that. Good job, Dorothy. Nice work, you Dorothy. Keep, you keep fighting. Get those beaneries in there. Get those scooters out of there. Get yeah. those beaneries in yeah. there. Okay? Yeah. It's unfortunate. Dor- so Dorothy yep. lost the fight, though, but she didn't she- lose the war. Nope. She did not she lose the win. war. She might win a drop-off battle. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? So those are uh, a couple of things. There's one more uh, soundbite that I could get to here. This is Tim Kirchin reporting on Joe Madden. Okay. Joe Madden got fired from the Angels. Listen to this clip. After consecutive loss number 12, Madden got a mohawk haircut to try to awaken his team. But the players never saw it. He was fired. <laughs> Might be one of the I don't know great. Why I'm laughing, but I'm really laughing. One of the great. I knew it would strike you that way. I only heard it once before I played it and thought. You can't get 10 seconds of broadcast television better than that. You can't. I'm going to play it one more time because there's so much there. After consecutive loss number 12, Madden got a mohawk haircut to try to awaken his team. But the players never saw it. He was fired. (laughs) There's this... There's this visual oh. of Joe Madden with a mohawk haircut he's, he's, getting called into the GM's office and, and sitting there <laughs> with a mohawk oh. being told he's been fired. That is moot. 
Joe, what's your big move to save your job? You're looking at it, pal. (laughs) Or he takes off his hat. I'm glad you're sitting down for this. Bam. (laughs) All right, Joe. Maybe he wasn't going to be fired, and then the GM saw the strategy involved. Uh, Why is that so good? I don't even know why I'm laughing, but it's funny. And then he was fired. He was fired. <laughs> Got a mohawk haircut. The players never saw it. He was fired. Players never saw it. He was fired. Oh, wow. That's great. That's great. All right. Why did that make me laugh so hard? So I just put a lot of things out there. I'm like, we got a lot of sound. I had a lot of stuff to that play. Was trem- this, is, this is tremendous. You're doing a tremendous oh. job at this point. Oh, you oh. are not fired. <laughs> you are going to keep your job because you are not fired. He was fired. <laughs> All right. Joe, man. Oof. Man, stuff. you get fired and you come up with a mohawk? That's not good. <laughs> That's tough it's to tough go walk. through the unemployment office with a mohawk. That's hard. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. What happened, huh? You're unemployed, huh? Mohawk? Like, yep. <laughs> Thought it reversed the mojo. Got me fired. It did not work. Oh, boy. Uh, what's on your mind? How was your week? How was things your weekend? Are yeah, Where things are good. Things are good. You know? I mean, I, I got did a little pool day with uh, with Mava and Mac. Pool days are Level always fun. Marvin Lou at home, obviously, but, but a little pool action. Whatever, a, a pool. Although, a Jordan pool... When you got a a kid that is in floaties and you got to just be on him 24-7, is, let's be, all, let's be honest, is it really relaxing? Or are we all uh, lying to each other as parents? Like, this is great. This is the life. Uh, up, hey, don't, don't watch out now. Don't put it down. Uh, this is great. I've never had more. Hold on. Hold, hold on. Put it down. You put that down now. No, this is great. I mean, I would come here every day if I could. Hold on. Hold, hold, hold on. No. Never do that again. Never! So anyways, like I was saying, I mean, this is as good as it gets, right? <laughs> That's the extent of it. There's nothing. Look, my wife always enjoyed going to the pool with the kids when I was there as well. Because she knew I was the one that would get in the pool. And, yep. You know, we would always joke, I'm going to get in the pool today. No, she's relaxing. Yes. Right? It, it is weird. Women like to go to the pool and not go in the pool. That is weird. Why don't they just go on the back deck? Right? Why don't they just go in the backyard? No, the pool. There's something about being near the pool. Then they can dip, you know, get their feet in, maybe go up to the neck. Don't want to get the hair wet. That's right. Get in the pool. You know, you're right. I mean, I'm really racking my brain right now. Uh, All the dads, all the dads were in the pool. All the sports. But the moms, you're right, the moms don't get in the pool. In the words of Keenan from SNL, what's up with that? What up with that? I mean, you seriously, know? that's an interesting True. thing. That was it. But no, so that's why I have a hat that's on. Right. I mean, I'm like, I got sunscreen all over me, you know? I mean, I'm just like, I am a disgusting mess. Only had, we, we left with one bloody lip. Mac fell. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. My idea was dipping dots. That didn't go too well. <laughs> then here we are. Yada, yada, yada. Day at the pool completed, my friend. That's great. Day at the pool completed. Really, if you go leave with the kids and you return with the same number of kids, the rest is just gravy, you know, at that point. <laughs> is that, that's really, that's, that's this, that. It's just like, just don't, just let's survive. 
Right. True survival. No one drowned. Advice. Everyone's good. No one had to go to the hospital. We're fine. We're good. Come, okay. We we have just reached the stage where all four of our kids, all the sports. Okay. All right, Rudy. All four of our kids are now self sufficient at oh, the pool. Look at you. Beckett was a floaties guy even last year. Like, and I would try to get him to take the floaties off, and he would, and he'd jump in, and he knew what the big kids were doing. But he's like, all right, and he would jump in and swim back. And I knew he could do it. This year. Like I went to the pool like the third or fourth day that they went went in the water. He's like just a fish right now. He's like I'm good. So how much He's better not, is it now? Like our, our, it's, it's awesome. Okay. Kelly and I just the other night, uh, Saturday night, we're hanging out at the pool. We saw some friends there with uh, from the neighborhood because it's a neighborhood pool, and they were there. They're like, hey, you want to get some pizza? Sure. We ordered up some pizzas. We we're just having a couple of oh. drinks, pizza, and the kids. We didn't see the kids for like a half hour. Oh, see, that's where I, because I, because there are various stages of that. Like I saw a couple tables down. You know, you had that right. They were, their kids right. were doing ever. They're yakking it up and laughing it up. And I'm like, <laughs> you should you stop showing so much joy? <laughs> You're too much joy. Table four. You do it all out. your all your adults gathered around with no kids in sight. I brought I mean I the the I had a backpack, a pool bag. This pool bag is the size of what I'd imagine a hockey player brings all of his equipment in. <laughs> I mean, this thing's got everything that could ever happen ever inside of this thing. Just ridiculous. If there's a hurricane, tornado, or earthquake at the pool, you're ready. I am You've got set. Everything. 1,000% set for it. But, yeah, that so because yeah. I would think the other thing I was talking to my brother about, he he was saying that he's officially now, because of the sheer number of kids you have, mm-hmm. Cohen, so Cohen is, is Cohen 11? 11. Yeah, yeah, very good, yeah, 11. So you're still got a, a ways to go, but he has, so his oldest is 15. Oh, wow. So yeah. he's like, we're at the point where we can – leave so they have 15 12 and 7 wow like yeah, we, they're going out they're leaving the house they can go to dinner for yeah. an hour or two and and the oldest can hold down the fort at one point does cohen get that get uh, what do you think i i'd be lying if i said we didn't already leave the house like maybe in the middle of the afternoon and go mommy and dad will be back because we have a ring camera so if anything happens we'll yeah. see it. you have our phone numbers if you need anything we'll be gone for an hour maybe an hour and a half right and we'll leave them you know stay away from the silverware man yep. but no yeah it's uh we're not at that stage where it's like okay if we're gonna go out we have to get a sitter right or we, we you can't we're not leaving kids home at night right so it's, it's a little different, different. deal yeah, it's different there. deal right but that he was explaining that that's to me great. i'm like that's an amazing thing i i've heard that as much fear as people like you and i would have about oh my goodness my kid's gonna drive i've heard when the kids drive it's actually very liberating because you don't waste your time getting them places or right. waiting for them at practice or, or certain things they just get themselves there well the one thing i will say that is nice about being in in Lincoln, America, as Adrian Fiala yeah. would call it. The one thing that's nice about Lincoln, Nebraska, is especially with where I'm located, I can get to just about anywhere in not a drive, about an hour drive, about a five ten minute drive. So everything is pretty quick. Yeah, that's you know, true. That's what's true. is Charlotte? What are your are your you you, you know, trekking around pretty good? It's not too bad. I mean, you know, we're. I mean, to his middle school or high school, it'll be five, 10 minutes. Oh, that's you know, it's fine. 10 minutes here. It's that's two minutes fine. to the grocery store. It's, yeah. See, you that's, know, that's why people talk to the movie theater. See, that's what I, everybody, I don't feel like I've felt the, 
the angst and anger about the gas prices because I don't right. drive anywhere of substance anymore. Like I go to grocery stores literally two minutes away. Mavis school is 45 seconds away. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not having to burn the tank. I'm not having to do it. Baseball has uh, burned our tank quite a bit. Yeah. Because it's oh. 10 minutes there, it's 10 minutes back, it's here, it's there, it's taking the kids here and there. I filled up my four-door Dodge sedan. Stratus. No. No. Uh, for $72. Dang. Yeah, that, that hurts. That'll hurt your heart. Oof. I, that'll hurt your heart. That'll hurt it pretty good. Got to fix this. Got to yeah. fix this. Hey, you know, we need uh, Uncle Joe to fix this. <laughs> I want to thank my Uncle Joe for teaching me... <laughs> All the sports. All the gasoline. All prices. the gasoline types and prices. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I know what I. You brought up baseball. Yeah, I was listening. To, I was obviously everything you did with the studio. Oh, and that's then, a great. Yeah, fun weekend. Amazing. And then you went on on Sportsmanlike Conduct. Oh, and yeah. then I'm following, you know, obviously I follow you and, and Kelly on, on Instagram. And I see how much baseball is a huge part of. Yeah. Your family is baseball. I don't think I've ever directly asked, is baseball your favorite sport? It's my favorite sport with the kids. Okay. It's my favorite sport with the kids. And because I played it, they play it, and I can coach it. Got it. I know baseball really well. Right. I'm, I feel like, aside from calling pitches and, you know, eh, getting I mean, to that level, right. but anything like 14 years old and under, I'm killing it. Right. Okay. I can do it. Okay. And so all the kids play it, and uh, I coach Porter, I coach Cohen, I coach. I tried to coach Beckett a little bit. Had to be an assistant. I help out with Tate in her softball. She did baseball for a couple of seasons, and then Porter. We just uh, he uh, wound up winning the little eight U championship uh, there. So we won it in the fall, won it in the spring, and he's one of our better players. So it's oh, really fun. Yes, and then he just got. He got voted to the eight U All Star uh, team, oh and so they asked me to coach. So I'm coaching these All Stars. It's like all these players are really good, and it's fun. It's, oh yeah, when it starts to actually look like the sport too, you know, you actually can defend. And yeah, it's like oh, you don't have to worry about Timmy dropping the ball. Like right, they can all play. Right, and so we played like four games over the weekend and outscored the opposition a billion to two. Like oh. it was fun. We play again Monday. We'll play again Tuesday for a tournament of champions uh, tournament, and then we'll do districts in a couple weeks and. Who knows after that? But, yeah, it's like it eats up so much of your time. But there's no – like, would I rather be coaching my kids in baseball or fill in the blank anything? It's always coaching baseball. See, that's what I just was – because yeah. obviously I've known you for a long time and was with you every day for three years, and we've stayed in touch, obviously, and now we're doing this. But I don't know if I if someone said, oh, is Schick's favorite sport baseball – I don't know. I I still think I would have said no. He's a. I would have said football is your favorite sport, but I listened to what you do. You're very good on TV with baseball, doing studio. You know what I mean? Like you're very comfortable with that. You are good in it. You, I listen to you. Like there's a level of a, uh, like you really seem to enjoy the game. And then I watch what you do with your kids, and I'm like, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe baseball is your sport. Well, it's funny because I'm not. Um, I don't follow Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball. You're not following Major League Baseball? Major League Baseball. New Major League Baseball. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> haven't heard that in a while. New Major oh, League Baseball. Major League Baseball. I, I don't really follow. New Major League Baseball. I just don't. 
you know, I, I don't. My kids will be like, "Oh yeah, this guy hit two home runs." Uh, they're educating me on Major League Baseball. Right? You're like Griffey. You're like, no. <laughs> How'd the big hurt do last night, kids? Who? New Major League Baseball. <laughs> no clue. So, I don't follow that um, unless there. You know, I'll see some highlights, but that's about it. But with you know college baseball and calling a bunch of games. And having played it, like it's the only sport that I played it at not a high level, by no, but any you means. played it. Like, but it, once you play it, like the game doesn't change. When you're right, seven you're, years old, it's the same game when you're 15. Right. But in basketball, it gets more complex. When it's yes. football, it's much more complex. Baseball, it's still pitch and catch. Right. It's still ground balls, fly balls, infield fly, know what to do with the ball, all those things. Right. And so it's very easy for me to feel authoritative in the sport. Got so it. I can sit in a studio with Rooney and Chris Burke for hours, and they might, you know, they ha- obviously have a leg up with experience well, and playing and know what to expect on a pitch-to-pitch basis. But an understanding of the game and what I would do with the ball, I'm right there with them. Right. So it's, it's actually a very comfortable sport for me to call and for me to cover. So, okay, and this is very like, you know, like 951 we're a brand new radio show. Give me your three favorite sports in order and your favorite color. All right. Give me Bob your- and Lexington. Bob, you're on with us. Go ahead, Bob. Guys, really appreciate it. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, really hopped in there. You're probably shocked that I called so quickly. <laughs> but uh, I would say uh, number three, well, we're in Husker country. Number three, football. Uh, number two, spring football. Number one, football. All right, thank you. All right, Bob and Lexington, thank you very much. But that that's a that's a but, low-hanging fruit question, but I now I would can I guess yours? You yeah, go being ahead. not Bob and Lexington, but Matt in yeah. Matt in Denver have a take, don't suck. But <laughs> so I would say number one to what? In terms of what? Favorite Watching, sport. Calling, enjoying. You're like, how do I want to how do I want to frame it? Like you get to only watch one sport okay. for the rest of your Fair. life. Fair. And we have to go in order. Sure. I would think, number one, I would actually say it's the NFL. Okay. For you. I'm guessing for you. Okay. Just, or is it that's college fair. football? With fantasy football piled in there, that's probably fair. Okay, so I'd go NFL one, college football two. And then would you go, I mean, it's not college baseball, is it? It's probably college basketball. College hoops? Okay. Yeah, I would probably go. Football event, like I blend them all together. Yeah, college it's hard. It's hard to differ it, when. Yeah, but to me, there's like a I di- actually enjoy the college game more than the NFL game. That's right, right. I, and maybe it's just yeah. a product of being a Nebraskan. I'm right. I'm much more of a college guy than I am an NFL guy, which would right. make sense. But but what's funny is you can kind of blend it all together. But I do think you got to make a distinction between college basketball and NBA basketball. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. College basketball. Definitely more than the NBA, right? Without question, right? So, yeah. So, because uh, for me, for me, it'd be college basketball, NBA, and then college football, and then after that, I mean, then it'd be NFL. But I don't know that it, NFL. I enjoy, I enjoy the NFL. I just, it's never, it's never fully gotten into my like, like I alter my life for those other three things. I think that's maybe the way the way to frame it too is like, how much do you change your life for Schedule, that sport right. and everything? I, I don't, I don't change it for the NFL. Except in terms of to call at games that I've called, I would say I actually really enjoy baseball, college baseball to call because it's at a good pace. You can be, f- have fun, tell stories. Yes. 
and know the game. I'd go probably college baseball one, college basketball two, probably college football three or softball three. I would. You're right. Baseball. Baseball seemed to it lends itself to play by play in a way that other sports not. There's just so much. There's so much room to breathe and to and to interject things and in put your it kind of put your personality into the game without taking away from the game. Right. But yeah, I just I've watched you with all. I mean, your kids are playing baseball all the time. Seemingly, and I'm like, dang, Schick, I didn't know Schick was a, a Major League Baseball guy. Major League Baseball. Major League, Major League Baseball. Major, Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's funny. It's like I love coaching it. It's my favorite thing to do with my kids is coach them in their baseball or softball. I just love it. I love being a part of it. Love coaching this all-star team. When I get my work schedule, I'm like, okay, how's this going to interfere with my baseball? Baseball. You know, how's that going to – How's it going to interfere with it, right? And how can I juggle this? Like Sunday, I was doing an ESPN radio show, and I right. said, guys, I'm going to have to bail at 1245. And uh, I got baseball. 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 Yeah. Baseball. yeah. I, so. And that's – I know, because the only thing I've – obviously, Mava's just getting into sports, and I've only helped out with – I helped out with, with soccer and with t-ball. Uh, I helped out with t-ball. Baseball. Major <laughs> <laughs> League t-ball. Baseball. Major League T-ball. New Major League Baseball. <laughs> and after you did, you retired. He was fired. He was fired! But it, coaching your kids, I mean, it's... It's the best thing to, you'll, you'll ever do. I mean, it is... It, 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 see, that's where I don't... Like, it is the best thing right now because no one... People care, but to a point... To where if you lose, I mean, it's like it's not that big of a deal, you know. If people are struggling, it's not that big of a deal. But it would be interesting because I coach with a, a, a great friend of mine, really two great friends of mine, and one of them is like, how, I, are, Bo, how are Bo and Barrett? Ah! I'm coaching with Bo and Barrett. Barrett. Oh, man. Are you ready to blast the moon? Yeah, but he talked about how it's good to coach. He goes, I want to coach the kids up until people, it really starts getting serious, That's and then fair. I want nothing to do with it. Right. And so I, it'll be, it's, I'm I'm excited as things, are, I, I'm starting to dabble in it, and I'm starting, I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait until they start playing basketball, <laughs> major, major League Basketball. <laughs> There's no such thing <laughs> as Major League Basketball. Your major League Baseball. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. I've learned this, and you will learn this immediately. When they start using a scoreboard, it's go time. Uh, it's go time. Yep. Yeah, like T-ball, coach pitch. They're not really keeping score. It's everyone gets to cross home plate. But then you get to, like, age seven, and they start using a scoreboard. And when the scoreboard turns on they start keeping score, the parents start to really care, and yeah. they start to get stressed out. Yeah. And that's when it starts to happen. And it happens early. I mean, seven, eight. And the parents know much more than the kids. The parents are always more stressed, and the coaches are always more stressed than the kids. Right. Because they know what the situation is on every play and with the score and what needs to happen and where the ball needs to go. And the kids are like, I just hope I hit it, and I hope I get to run. Yeah, you're right. Because I mean, that, that T-ball, it was everybody went 
everybody got to bat every inning. You it even everybody ran the bases. There was literally no there wasn't any keeping score whatsoever at all, right? right. And in soccer, I mean, you had to kind of keep it in your head, but ah, there wasn't a scoreboard. I could see how the actual physical presence of a scoreboard yep. would change change everything. But I'm going to enjoy it while I can, but it is fun. it is so much yeah, I mean, everything for the practices to the it's all just it's all great. It is all fantastic. It's all good stuff. And uh, that's about all I have to say about that. Thanks, Forrest. This episode of the Chicken Nick podcast is brought to you by our good pals at Omaha Steaks. And, you know, here's the thing, Chick. I don't know how your wife is, but I, we get a lot of packages sent to the front door. Oftentimes, they're various things, Amazon Prime stuff that my wife has gotten. But you know what put an enormous smile on my face was this package from Omaha Steaks that had some fillets, some burgers, some jumbo franks, some pork chops, some chicken, some caramel apple tartlets in it. Because oh my gosh, that is the package you want. And your boy's been doing work on the grill and eating good. Trust me, as a daddy of the house, me likey quite a bit. You said eating good. I thought you would finish with in the neighborhood. <laughs> Father's Day is here. There isn't a better gift than Omaha Steaks. Visit omahasteaks.com and type Chick and Nick. In the search bar and save more than 50% when you order the Dad's Want Steaks package. Just 99 bucks. Limited time package includes 16 mouth-watering entrees that your dad, your brother, your son, your grandpa, whatever, that he's guaranteed to love. Like smoky, tender, bacon-wrapped filet mignons, mm. gourmet jumbo franks, and their air-chilled, boneless chicken breasts. And for a sweet finish, delicious caramel apple tartlets. Those are awesome. Again, if you're a woman listening to this show, say, hey, this is what I should do for my husband, and he will love you forever. That's right. And as a special gift for our listeners, when you type Chicken Nick in the search bar and order the Dad's Want Steaks package, you know what else you're going to get? You're going to get eight free Omaha Steak Burgers. Seriously, guys, you can't beat the value of this package. It is never too late to send Dad's Omaha Steaks grilling season it's here and a perfect time to share delicious food with the ones you love and make memories. All you got to do is shit, go to omahasteaks.com, type Shikinick into the search bar and save over 50% when you order the Dad's One Steaks package for just 99 bucks. Again, you're going to get 16 entrees and four desserts plus free, eight free Omaha Steak Burgers. It's fantastic. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. Again, all this talk about the road to Omaha. How about the road to Omaha Steaks? Order today. That's omahasteaks.com. Keyword, Chicken Nick. Anything else? College World Series? Uh, anything? Else? I did like this, the fact that, uh, think about this. 11 years ago or so, Jim Tressel was fired, actually resigned, but before that he was suspended and fined $250,000 for knowing about improper benefits from a tattoo parlor. 11 years later, C.J. Stroud is oh taking a $200,000 Mercedes G-Wagon as part of an NIL deal. Unbelievable. Like, it's the same university, same thing. Wow. One coach, one person's like a pariah, like, right. or at least like, ooh, Jim Trussell, ooh, that wasn't very good. And now it's like, eh. Now it's Ryan Day saying we need $13 million to fund our roster on an annual basis. Right. Think about how far we've come. It's unbelievable. It is. Unbelievable. It, there always was this feeling, though, even back when, when we were talking about Jim Tressel and him getting 
fired and getting labeled as, oh, he was cheating and all that stuff. Was there, there always was a part of me that felt like the manner in which we discuss these things didn't necessarily completely line up with the level of the, the quote unquote transgression. We're like, what a, I just a, an unethical, horrific, <laughs> poor excuse for a man that is a cheater to the very degree. It's like, wow, what'd this guy do? He let his kids trade in gear and autographs and whatnot for tattoos. You're like, that was it? Yes. That's that's a shame. That's, what a horrible, horrible guy. You know? Incredible. It, it, Incredible. It, it, is, it is amazing how far things have come in a, in a seemingly short period of time. You know? That's where NIL is right now. And uh, crank up the money. That's what it each, is. Each Th- roster needs it. Okay, before we, before we sign off. Yeah, can I get your take real quick? I'm sure you, Myron and you, and you guys already talked about this. Ball screen coverage with Steph Curry. No, we won't go down that path. I would love to though, but we're not going to. But do you want to? No. Okay, we won't. Uh, Draymond and the podcast. Can, can we yeah. talk about that for a second? Yeah. Listen, I think Draymond and doing the whole podcast throughout the playoffs. I think it strikes me in the vein as Tim Miles tweeting at halftime. All, like those kind of things. All those things are cool and fine until things start to not go well, and then all of a sudden, the thing that was cool and fine isn't cool and fine. I think it's in that kind of category. But I am one of those guys that throughout this entire time during the playoffs, I have been like, man, this is kind of amazing. You have a a integral piece to a team that has a real shot at winning a championship podcasting throughout the entire playoffs and now in the finals after each game goes and records a podcast and I guess for me like I don't want to be one of those guys that just rips Draymond I don't I mean he could like is is the podcast the reason he's not playing well of course not but the one thing I will say is you would think if you are in the finals this is everything you work for wouldn't you, in the moment, want to exhaust all your time and energy and emotion towards one thing, and that is winning the next game? And I just know, and you know, having to record a podcast, you host a podcast, you host radio shows, they take time, energy, and and emotion. They do. He... He can't necessarily just turn on the microphone and turn on the camera and just go. He's got to kind of plan it out and think it out. And it's just for me amazing to think that you would take you would want to use any any of your time and energy and emotion whatever towards anything else other than basketball. Again, not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, but I'm just I will say that I have been like, wow, this is amazing. This is a guy that is podcasting right after like finals games. Like this is crazy to me. I think with the way he's doing it, he can just turn on the microphone and go for twenty minutes right. and then turn it off. Yeah, because he's not he's not editing it. It's like it's just turn on the microphone. I think each one is like between twenty five and thirty minutes. So he'll do that. Is there a big difference between that and doing an extended media session post game? 
You're I don't really right. know he's doing it back in the hotel room. I mean, I think the bottom line is, and I said this today uh, on the ESPN radio, that when you aren't doing well, it opens you up to criticism for anything that's going on outside yes. of basketball. Yes. If he was putting 20 points a game in, no one would care about the podcast. Right. But when you're averaging four points a game and you're one of the worst shooters in terms of two-point field goal percentage, really in the history of the finals, it's like yes. top five worst yep. right now, offensively, and you're, you're getting put in a blender defensively, consistently, then it goes, okay, what else is going on? Is he completely locked in? I don't think the podcast has any bearing on it. But I also know what he wants to do after basketball. Right. So you can ask the question, not even about the podcast, but everything. Is Draymond all in on hoops? And he is on record as saying, I care as much about the podcast as I do about basketball. Right. Like he said that recently. Like it's kind of, he wants to be the media star. He wants to be the next Charles Barkley. He gets mic'd up in a pregame shoot around. Right. All those things are important to him. He's not he doesn't. I see the Kobe behind you. I right. can't stop looking at Kobe and thinking about he wouldn't be doing a podcast right now, right? But Draymond Green is just different, right? And does he care as much about winning this next finals as much as he does growing his brand? Right? It's like today's athlete. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because you're right. I mean, I think I'm. I'm. You're probably right in the sense that he's probably treats it like it's an extended media set. Like he probably goes back and just talks about the game. Although I think he he's learned that what he says becomes a story. So you do got to be careful on how you are framing things and saying things. But you're right. It's just like anything else. Like when it's it's just probably not a great look when you're not playing well. Because I do wonder if on some level and and you feel like. The one thing you always feel about with Draymond is it's like Draymond usually always is playing hard and he's and he's, you know, he seems like he's emotionally in it. So you probably don't have to question that. But I it would be interesting. It seems like Steph Curry would never say anything negative about anybody ever. But like you wonder what some of his teammates think of it. Like when you're not yeah. playing well and you're ho- and your teammates hosting a podcast. I don't know. It just it's a it's a, it's a very interesting storyline to me to, to watch all the reactions to it unfold. I, I, I just know like, even before he started playing poorly, I was like, this is so interesting because it's something you and I even talked about with the NIL with Adrian Martinez doing a podcast or, uh, you know, anybody else doing a podcast. Like, it's easy to do podcasts in the offseason or when things are going well. How much do you want to do a podcast when you're not when things aren't going well? And what does that really look like? Every and 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 what are the fans and the listeners going to think of that? It that I'm sure some of the I would I would bet deep down that some of the Warriors fans they loved the pod when things were going great and now they're probably like oh come on why are you doing the pod blah 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 blah. Like Michael Jordan played cards in golf with Charles Barkley before a game in the NBA Finals in 1993. But it's Michael Jordan, right? right? Like no one's going to question the greatest of all time. However, you go about your business, go ahead and do it. Right. That's different. It's different than this, but it was also a different time, where you just needed to burn off steam. There wasn't your phone to get lost in, and and all these different media entities. And now, yeah, Draymond, I I kind of took the other side forcibly on Sunday, saying, you know what? If I hosted a podcast and I knew that podcast was coming up post game, I'd try even harder. Because right. the last thing I want to be is a solo is a podcast host who just flamed out in the finals. R- yeah, so I, yes, I, right, 
Right. I would lock in and try and be even more focused and exert even more effort and study even harder and game plan even more and know what was what I was doing and work out even more too because I've got this podcast. I want this to grow. I need my on floor component to grow. Yeah, but, yeah I don't know. It's, yeah, I, you know, like again, here, like I don't. Again, I think we're probably. I, I think it's an interesting thing to talk about. It doesn't mean it's an, a huge deal. All I know is that if I were in that situation. I just feel like I wouldn't be podcasting, and that's just me. I, I don't, yeah. That doesn't mean I necessarily begrudge him for doing that, but if I were him, I think of all the big moments in my athletic life that seems like it was an eternity ago, man, I, I just I don't know if I would have put any sort of emotion towards anything else. Yeah, why would you want to give the impression that you're not all in on the pursuit that everyone wants you to chase? Yeah, right? I, I just that, that you're in, yeah right, and whether that's you know someone say well that's just a perception who cares about that, but I mean on some level those things kind of matter. Real quick, I guess before we go, shame on us for not bringing up the Adrian Martinez thing. Do you want to talk about that for oh, a yeah. second? Yeah, we can talk about that for a few minutes. I yeah. mean, because it was funny. It, it, I think. Well, I guess from from afar, how did some of the the quotes kind of land for you? With Martinez on Sirius XM, Big 12 Radio, uh, had had the quote. I can pull it up here if you want me to to pull it up so I can actually yeah. relay it so we have it in, in front of us here. This was Adrian Martinez's quote when asked uh, just about his decision to transfer from Nebraska to Kansas State. Adrian Martinez said, quote, The narrative I'm fighting against, well, I haven't been to a bowl game. I haven't had a winning season. Now, football is a team sport, but I play quarterback, and oftentimes you get associated with those kinds of things, and I want to win. I want to go play in a bowl game, and I want to win a bowl game. So that was another reason why I came here. I feel like we have a great opportunity to win. And, you know, there's a lot of people that took issue with that. Um, what was your take from afar on kind of of, of Martinez's quote and and – and it kind of ruffling some feathers for, for Nebraska fans. What he said about the talent level, or at least, you know, he had another quote about the talent level, right, yes. at Kansas State? Yes, I didn't have and, that one in front of me. And I can't remember what podcast it was, and I'll try to find it. And if I do, I'll insert it here. But and I wondered how it would impact or how Husker fans would feel when he said, when he would say he's got more talent at Kansas State than he does at Nebraska. All right, here's, what, here's how you and I joked about it, about one of the worst possible scenarios if he went to Kansas State. This was when he entered the portal. Uh, this is from our episode number 86, December 6, 2021. I'm irrationally confident in Adrian Martinez somewhere else, like, figuring it out. But at Nebraska, I'm like, I don't know. I think yeah, I don't see it. I think you gotta, you got to make a change. None of that makes no sense. Let me but- tell you something. The worst thing that could happen is he goes to a place like Kansas State and figures it out. No, oh, golly jeebers. I know. Look at all the talent he's surrounded by. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had that. Those guys. That kind of talent in um, Manhattan. We need that in Lincoln. He said everything that you would say when you switch a job, when you date the new girl, when you move to a new area, when you get elected as an official somewhere, you say everything that you need to be that that people want to hear you say. And so that's kind of how I right. took that is. I don't know that it was much of a 
a dog against Nebraska as it was again as it was about. Hey, I'm very confident in what we have here at Kansas State. Totally agree because I think my first reaction, my joke with because Bo and I did a pod and we talked about it, and my joke was like, I felt like I was initially, and I think a lot of Husker fans were. We still viewed Adrian Martinez through the Husker lens, like the, he's a Husker. And you need to realize that he's not a Husker. He is a Kansas State Wildcat. And the second he left Lincoln and went to Manhattan, his loyalties, his allegiances, his everything switched off from Nebraska and on to Kansas State. And when that's the case, not everything he says is reversed against Nebraska. So if he were to be quoted as saying, boy, you know, I just really love how we structure practices here at Kansas State. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that he hated the way things were structured practice-wise at Nebraska. He's speaking in the moment about who he's loyal to, and that's Kansas State. So I do think you're right in that you have to remember that when you're on a team, every time you get asked about anything about your current situation, you are going to talk up and pump up and hype up your coaches, your teammates, your program, your season. And to a certain extent, that's all he really did here. And I think it also would be a little disingenuous for everyone else to go, did he really say anything that wasn't necessarily true? Like, he, from the standpoint of, like, I've argued for a long time that I do think Nebraska kind of let Martinez down. Everything around Martinez kind of let him down over the years. Now, he is culpable to a big degree in the no bowl games and the no winning seasons because that guy had numerous opportunities to dispel those narratives himself late in games and he didn't do it but that that can be true and it can also be true that he's had arguably the worst special teams in the country for four years last year I saw this note in ESPN's tiering of the quarterback rankings where he faced pressure in 42 percent of his dropbacks which led the country so that shows you how much his offensive line let him down and and no elite running back and no elite consistent wide receiver play. Like So at the same time, I think it's a little disingenuous to for years say Martinez needs more around him and then hear a quote like this and get upset with him too. So I think there's a lot of different things to it. I don't. If anybody's really upset with Adrian about this quote, come, I, don't, I think you're, it's a little misguided. Yeah, we'll see how the seasons play out. I mean, they play Oklahoma, and so does Nebraska. So we'll see how those outcomes yes. look, and we'll see. I mean, the worst thing that could happen is he makes a bowl game with Kansas State, and Nebraska misses out on one. Right. I mean, there's your indictment. But I think try to tell a college football fan in the mid-'90s that a player would leave Nebraska to go to Kansas State because he wants to win more. Think about that. He thinks he has a better chance to win at Kansas State than at Nebraska. And he plays and he likes the talent around him at Kansas State more than Nebraska. It's crazy, right? I mean, it's unbelievable. It is. It it's is. unbelievable. Okay, look at us. We we've hit we've hit the topical things. Except, Tyler, except would, ball screen coverage. You want to go? Tyler! I'm not happy about that. Shit, yeah, Nick. Yeah! Chick and Nick, yeah! Chick and Nick show, yeah! Here we go!
Yeah. Yeah. New Major League Baseball. I like pitching. Oh. <laughs> A Huda Media Production.